Welcome back to Voices of Western, the Humans of Western podcast. If you're new, welcome. This is a podcast where we dive deeper into the personal lives of fellow Western students, staff, and faculty. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day. My name is Melan, and I'm joined by my co-host, Maida. Thank you, Melan. Today's podcast, we have Maddie. Maddie is part of the Western Student Exec team and is the VP Student Support and Programming. We're excited to have you here joining us today as we dive into the responsibilities of being a USC exec, as well as some upcoming initiatives you have in store for Western. So first of all, how are you doing today, Maddie? I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's exciting to be here and to be chatting with you both. Thank you for coming as well. We're so excited to have great conversations with you today. Yeah, for sure, 100%. So first of all, Maddie, describe your role for you as our home. What are like some of your general responsibilities and like how does that influence your day-to-day life? For sure, yeah. So um, you, you mentioned already, I'm the Vice President Student Support and Programming with the USC. Um, so kind of in a nutshell, I oversee all student-led events and services um, at the USC. Um, so on one end, I kind of oversee like the student wellness initiatives and programming. So our peer support center, um, that's a free confidential non-judgmental space where students can go to talk to our trained volunteers about anything going on in their lives. Um, we also have our peer programs, which are seven coordinators. They're working to create a more, um, welcoming and intersectional campus community. On the other side of things, we kind of have that, the programming. Um, so we've got, uh, you know, like theater Western, uh, charity, things like that, as well as our large scale events, like our concerts and orientation as well. So I do a little bit of both. I do that, um, event planning and programming as well as that like student wellness and student support piece. Perfect. I feel like it comes with a lot of responsibility, but it's, it's, we've seen great results, especially on campus this past year. So clearly, clearly, you know, it's been going really well for you and obviously impacting the students positively, which is really great to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with me that, like, even though it's like, I just like you just describing responsibility, like, wow, like that probably takes up. Like, I know. <laughs> but um, just like, I think the outcome of it probably would be so fulfilling, even though it's like taking up so much of your time. So I think that's just, it's such a great way to like spend your day, I guess. Exactly. Yeah, I I love it. Um, It's definitely, it's good that it's a full-time job um, because it definitely, it like, it is for sure, Mm full-time job. Um, But I think what I, what I love about the work that I do is that it is so like on the ground student facing. Um, I think that my portfolio, all of the work that USC does, but specifically my portfolio engages so directly with students and really does a lot to create that student experience that students come to Western for. Um, so I think it's really, really cool to be able to provide that um, programming, um, events, opportunities for students to engage and really kind of honestly, like find their home at Western. I think it's such a privilege to be able to engage with students in that way. Uh, And it's something that I I really, really do enjoy. That's so great to hear. Um, Just like, I guess, introduction of your role itself. So like, what did you actually come to this role with? Like, how did your prior knowledge make you unique and helped you with collaborating with the rest of your USC team? For sure. 
Um, so I kind of found my way into this role through peer support. So which is, it's one of my portfolios, kind of, as I mentioned, um, I had been involved with peer support for quite a few years in a few different capacities, kind of since my second year. Um, so I started out kind of as uh, an events coordinator, and then I was a, a general volunteer in the center. So one of the students that like, if, if someone came in looking to chat, I was one of those students. Um, and then the final year of my undergrad, I was the associate vice president of peer support. So I oversaw um, the center, managed all the volunteers, um, and kind of did that like high level strategy to uh, further develop the center year over year. Um, as well as that, I had like two coordinators under me. So I managed the USC Food Bank and the health promotions portfolio um, too. So um, what I really learned from um, like my time in peer support was that um, our wellness is so central to our university experience. Um, and I think that, you know, if you're not mentally, spiritually, physically, whatever wellness um, facet you want to talk about, if you aren't well um, in all of those areas, you really can't excel academically either. Um, so for me, um, peer support really encouraged me to look at what wellness meant in my own life personally, um, in my daily practice, and kind of showed me how complex and nuanced wellness is as well. Um, and it was really interesting because the more I delved into it, the more I kind of learned that wellness really changes day to day um, and from person to person as well. So wellness is really a continuous process in everyone's life and the work is really never done. Um, so I got to see kind of firsthand the value of implementing a really personally meaningful wellness process in someone's life and what that can do to not only your academic life, but every other aspect of your life. Um, they also learned that this work is not always easy. And I think we all, we often talk about how wellness, when we think about wellness, I think we think about it as like face masks as going for a walk and it is absolutely wellness is that but it can also be really difficult conversations with yourself and with other people around you too so it's uncomfortable as well and that's not a bad thing uh, but it was really interesting as I was engaging with that and and really trying to figure out how to bring that into peer support and um and into the different facets of wellness and, and into students lives in different ways um, so it, it helped me a lot to frame my role when I came into, uh, you know, the vice president student support and programming position, um, cause it, it helped me frame the work that I do now throughout my whole portfolio. Um, I think it was really important, particularly in a COVID year where, you know, we know student mental health is at a low, uh, students are struggling with the movement between virtual and in-person classes, between lockdowns and going back to going out in the world. Um, that's a difficult transition. Um, and so framing my work in within that wellness lens has been really, really critical. Um, and it's also kind of allowed for a lot of programming and advocacy um, within my portfolio and the USC more broadly uh, within a mental health and wellness frame. So we've done a lot of work this year to expand my portfolio uh, in our and it, like I said, our capacity to support students at the USC more broadly, which has been really, really cool to see.
No, I think that's so good to hear because one of the things you mentioned with wellness being different for everyone, I think it's like really important to highlight. I, I feel like a lot of people forget, you know, mental health and wellness isn't necessarily, you shouldn't have the same expectations for every single person. Like one person might just want to, you know, have someone to talk to. One person might, you know, just want to, you know, participate in some outdoor activities. My person, one person might want something more serious and like being able to provide that support for each student like student as much as possible I think is like something that we've been working along with and I think USC I mean especially your portfolio has been doing a great job of and um, like I'm really hoping it continues like this because clearly we can see like a positive change coming in, in the past year from Western. Mm -hmm, yeah like <laughs> I totally agree and when you said that um it's not just going outside for a walk. It's more about conversations you have with yourself. I think that really hit home. Like, it, like for me, if, for example, like even if I do go out for a walk, I'll still have my like my mind boggling on things that um, stresses me out, like on day to day, uh, on my day to day. Like for example, like if I even sleep at night, I'll be thinking about that, which I don't want to do. I want to have like a piece of sleep at night. And I think just like having that conversation with yourself, telling yourself um, and reflecting with yourself. Like, I think that part of reflection really does help your mental health and calm you down. And like really like helps you with your anxiety as well when you're like completing your task. And that too, like how it really reflects on your academic performance is I think it was, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's so true. Like, um, if I'm not in my like best mind, if I'm writing an exam, I won't do well on that exam. So it's just, it's just, I'm, re I'm really happy that Western actually gives that support for students who are that part of that unique um, prior like group or that minority who is looking for that support um, when, when it comes to their mental health. It's not just like walking out or just um, doing something, a hobby, like probably that tough conversations, like, but like what Maida said to others or with just with yourself. So I think that's, that's that was a very like good point you mentioned and I think that really hit home for me. Thank you yeah and I think you make a really great point as well that um, you know we're having these conversations with ourselves and and maybe we will do something for our self-care but if, if we're still if we're still grappling with whatever is on our mind um, we kind of need that continuous support and and with it being so different for every person how do we conceptualize that and build it into a physical space that exists on campus for students to access and for students coming from different backgrounds, different intersectionalities to access in a way that is also meaningful to them. I think what we're hearing is that a lot of resources on campus, um, they're, they're great, but a lot of them, I think, I think we're sometimes missing, um, we're missing certain communities. I, I think that wellness is so intersectional and we haven't found a way quite yet. And it's a really difficult task. It's by no means easy and I don't have the answer, um, but we haven't found a way, a way quite yet to integrate everyone's wellness practice. And I, I, again, I don't know what that looks like, but I think finding a way for students to explore what wellness means for them, um, and again, in a really intersectional way, um, in a physical space on campus that is supportive of that process is so important and is something that we're really trying to foster at the USC.
yeah no I like I love that so much and yeah just like for your own self finding what that wellness means to you I think that's like a very good goal you guys are pursuing so yeah that's that's amazing so because you are talking about all these initiatives and how you are um reaching out to that student community what are some initiatives that you have worked on during this past year and what are some goals when it comes to these initiatives yeah so one of the major projects that I've been working on actually since uh, I was in AVP last year when I was in my undergrad um, is we're, we're renovating a new like peer support center. Um, it's kind of going to amalgamate peer support, peer programs, as well as our food bank and um, a couple other additions actually to um, the portfolio that we're currently building out. Um, so we're calling this the wellness hub. Uh, and essentially, this is going to kind of act as that space that I mentioned where students can come to explore their wellness practice in a physical space. And for us, there's really an emphasis on mm, ensuring that there's support available for equity seeking groups specifically, uh, because I think what we're recognizing is that there aren't the quantity of um, supporters with lived experience that students require. Um, and that's a barrier for a lot of students who are accessing or looking to access support themselves. Um, and this doesn't necessarily need to be counselors. And this isn't to say, you know, that peer support is the answer for all students, but I think it's a really great first step in, in figuring out kind of what that wellness process looks like for students. Um, so within the wellness hub is what we're calling it. We're going to have peer support and peer programs, which um, within peer support, we've built out a new division where um, there are volunteers who are supporting uh, with lived experience in mind. Um, as well, we were building out um, a program to support, more holistically support Free the Dot uh, for future years. And we're also further building out um, what we're calling the Upcycle Center. So that's going to be a program where students can go to access free clothing um, if that's something that they need. No, that's actually really nice here, especially the last one, because I, I like I did not know about that. And that's very important because we obviously don't know what conditions like students are living in or what their personal experiences are. And having just like little things like that, I feel like could mean a lot to many students, like especially it's something new. I've at least have not heard of it at any other university. And I think that also like it kind of shows like oh like to another school western's doing this we should have something like that too for our students and kind of help all those students in need at different schools in general and kind of just showing that you know we should be keeping our students wellness as our type but like top priority making sure they're all comfortable in their space making sure you know they're able to feed themselves especially with like the food drives and you know are able to dress themselves with all the clothes that are needed for like each season for example Mm -hmm. um, I think that's really good to hear and definitely something I have not heard any school previously do, which is really nice to see from USC especially. Thank you. I think, yeah, it, it, that's what it comes back down to, right? That that wellness being so holistic and, and having so many facets to it that it isn't just academic wellness. It's, it's mental, physical, spiritual, environmental. It's all of those things in one. So having the opportunity for students to kind of come and engage with whatever aspect makes sense to them, uh, I think is such a powerful thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree too. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree with me that I haven't heard any other universe or even my high school like giving me this kind of support. So I, I, I guess I'm like a bit like happy that I go to university mm -hmm. that um that provides the support that what in any situation that you're in. So yeah, like, and especially the clothes like that actually um that surprised me. Well, I didn't hear about that as well. So um just the idea that like for example in winter you probably don't have your a, a warm set of clothes to um sit in lectures and you. Uh, just going to that wellness um, center and just finding something that will make uh, will uh, be a good fit for you and help you um, just um, physically and I think that's that's just uh, that's an amazing initiative and yeah I guess I'm just really happy to be part of that, you know, yeah. of that community and university. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. It's uh, it's something that is is early stages right now, for sure. Um, but I'm I'm really excited to be taking it on for sure. We're my whole team is very excited to be taking it on. <laughs> no, it sounds so exciting. Um, actually, going back to one of the points you mentioned. So actually, Mill and I also really enjoyed the free the uh, free the dot initiative. We had mm -hmm. seen it all over on Instagram, and we were like, oh my god, like this is actually super cool, especially as women. Um, so how did you guys actually bring up this initiative and what was USC hoping to get out of it with the Western community? For sure. Um, so I think wh where Free the Dot started for me was actually in my undergrad. I had done some advocacy work uh, with food banks where I, I, I was connecting very directly actually with food banks and I had learned that they often don't have period products or, or enough period products to um, maintain the demand. And uh, that's some, I really started to think about, you know, what that means for our university campus specifically. And something else that I learned was a lot of the period products that are donated to food banks are tampons. So for, for whatever reason, um, personal religious um, preference, uh, whatever that is for people, it, it isn't accessible to the entire population. Um, so when I started to contextualize that to our own university and overseeing the food bank myself, I really started to kind of grapple with how, how can we make this, how can we make menstrual products, um, more accessible to our student community? Um, so essentially what it came down to was developing a really inclusive representative program that empowered students to choose the products that worked best for them. So this is something that we have been grappling with and, and we wanted to introduce uh, a wide range of period products and contraceptives as well into our food bank for students to come and access and in the washrooms in the UCC as well. Um, and then the new variant of COVID hit. <laughs> so everything <laughs> shut down again. And uh, we kind of had to start toying with how do we make sure that students can still access these products because Periods don't stop because of COVID. Sex doesn't stop because of COVID. How can we make sure that students can still get these products? So uh, we came up with a mail-out program. So Free the Dot offers uh, tampons, pads, panty liners, menstrual cups, condoms, and dental dams to students for free for delivery or for pickup. Um, we launched Free the Dot on February 4th at about 4 o'clock PM, so very recently. Uh, and within the first six hours of launching the program, we had 500 students submit requests for products. 
By the end of the weekend, we had nearly 800 students that had submitted requests and within one week, we had more requests for menstrual products and contraceptives through Free the Dot than we typically see through our food bank in an entire year. So we're oh, seeing that this wow. is for students and yeah. it's, it's amazing that we're able to provide them. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it, it's been a, a really, it's been a privilege, honestly, to be able to provide this, pro this program to students, recognizing that it's such a need. Um, and it's, it's something that, I don't know, it, it's been so amazing to work on with my team. And I'm so excited to see it continue to build out in future years. No, I think that I'm like I'm trying to just like process the numbers. because That's crazy because clearly there are students that are in need of these menstrual products, but don't have access to it. They're so expensive, especially now these days as well. So I feel like no, that's so amazing to hear. And I think it's so, also so cool to see, like, especially like seeing your guys' Instagram posts and stuff and stories. Like, I was like, oh my God, like, this is such an amazing in initiative. Like, you guys are kind of just like out there promoting this and right and there's like this like weird taboo around it where you know we shouldn't really talk about our periods and stuff but like just seeing you guys just like openly speaking up about it promoting it I think it's like not only like getting rid of that stigma but then also providing support to students that really need it thank you thank you so much it, it's been amazing it's been um, a very emotional process in the best way because again I I knew it was a need on campus, but I didn't, I didn't realize how great the need was. Um, and it's, it's interesting too, because I, again, I oversee the food bank. So I, I, I know how often students are coming in for support and I, I did not anticipate so many students coming in for period products. Um, and so the, the feedback that we've gotten on the program has been overwhelming again, in the best way. It's, it, it really is making such a difference for students. Um, and it's, it's so, so amazing to be able to offer it. I'm, I'm so glad that we've been able to produce this program on campus. Mm -hmm. No, I totally agree. And I, I, I am also trying to like grapple that number. Like, wow, that is, that is like, wow. Um, I'm like literally speechless just thinking about it. And I think just, just like just the number alone just shows how essential this initiative is to the Western community. And, um, and I, I really like the fact that you you're the part of that program is being able to ship those products to wherever you need, wherever you are in, in, uh, in need of those products. For example, like there were a lot of students that were online. For example, when that initiative uh, launched, I was online. Um, a lot of the first years were online when that initiative um, launched. So I think just the idea that you were able to ship out that products for free was just um, was like a big thing of part of that initiative and I think even though COVID has made it difficult I think it goes it goes more to show how more essential that uh, that initiative is just um needed in campus so yeah like even the whole idea that made made a mention about the whole about talking about our periods is taboo I also really enjoyed how USC was so open with this initiative just like with your Instagram post with your campaign and just um being out there like in at the USC center with all these period products just campaigning was I think for me was very, very um, 
amazing and I think inspirational to other universities too to going back to the topic of just like being that leader is um yeah just like being that inspiration being that leader for other universities to also start these kind of initiatives because it's not only in campus that we're experiencing this kind of um, need for period products and essential sanitary need but other universities would also uh, other universities other like communities um food banks as you um, had experience with so yeah I think it just the whole initiative itself is such a great thing that I think Western is doing and your your community is doing so yeah thank you so much for that thank you so much I really appreciate that and I think that is that's really what it comes down to right it's being able to provide those supports to students and destigmatizing periods <laughs> as well that's huge so um thank you so much yeah, for sure. So um, I think this almost kind of wraps up our podcast. Um, but where can we learn more about one like the period product, um, the period product um, initiative? Or how can we get more involved with USC? Like, are there any initiatives coming soon that will you, you like to shout out? For sure? Yeah. Um, for well, in terms of free the dot, um, students can learn more about the program uh, at our website. So westernusc.ca slash free the dot. Uh, through this website, you can order products, you can donate, and you can also sign the petition to help support our advocacy efforts. Um, through the USC, we're really hoping to engage with Western to get menstrual products in washrooms across campus, because like we've talked about here, it's it's a need. Um, and so that's something that we're, we're really working on as an executive team. Um, in terms of getting involved with the USC more broadly, there are always opportunities to get involved coming up. Uh, so I think the best way to stay up to date would be on Western's uh, or Western USC's uh, opportunities page. So westernusc.ca um, and on our social media as well, uh, Western USC. So those are probably the best two ways uh, to keep up to date. Um, in terms of new initiatives, one of the really exciting initiatives that we have on the go right now is House Olympics. So this is kind of a, I think about a six week program. Uh, don't quote me on that. I can't remember off the top of my head. <laughs> um, but houses and roommates compete against other houses through virtual um, challenges and compete for an ultimate grand prize of $7,000. So a really big event and we are in the midst of it now. So stay up to date and vote for your favorite teams. Um, and stay tuned for opportunities to win prizes as well, even if you aren't competing. Um, so there's going to be some stuff coming out about that too. Um, there's always exciting stuff coming up at the USC, always exciting events and initiatives on the go. Um, so again, I think just keep an eye out on our social media. Perfect. That's so good to hear. Actually, did you guys do a House Olympics like a year or two ago? I mean, I guess... I, I, cause yeah, cause I remember, I don't know if it was pre-COVID or during COVID, but it happened again. And then I think it took a break and then it's happening again. But I remember the hype around it back then. Like <laughs> it was wild. Like everyone was like posting in their Instagram stories and like vote for this house, vote for this house. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> like, did I miss something? No, yeah. yeah, it's so fun seeing it now too. Especially like, I think some houses like decorate their houses too in like a specific way. And then they complete challenges together. It's actually really it's a good team bonding experience. <laughs> for sure. It's a lot of fun, um, not only for the people competing, but even just, I think, mm -hmm. for, for students to watch and to get involved. Um, it's a really cool program. It, it, it is its second year running. It ran for the first time last year, and it's it's back right. again. 
Um, but you're right, students, I think, really enjoyed it last year. So we're excited <laughs> <to be> back. <laughs> Perfect. It's so good to hear. But yeah, so that basically wraps up today's episode. We hope you all enjoyed and make sure to look out for our next episode on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and any other podcast platforms that you use. Thank you so much again, Maddie, for joining us today. And then for everyone else, please also make sure to check out our social media pages. Thank you. Yeah. Bye, everyone.